To anyone who has ordered a mail-order bride, what was it like and what happened? My friend Richard has a mail-order bride from the Philippines. He's a scruffy, redneck, long-haul trucker from West Virginia. She's tiny, slender, and ten years his junior. At first, she cooked, cleaned, and kept his bed warm, but after a few years, she told him she wanted an education. He put in a ton of overtime and saved up enough to put her through college. She's a physician's assistant now and makes more money than he ever has, but she still makes him dinner and makes a point of always being waiting at the door when he gets back from a long haul. They've been together for 20 years now, and it's a joy to see them together. So on paper, I don't really like the idea of mail-order bride stuff. I don't really like the idea of any opening of a market that relies solely on a specific demographic, like women and stuff like that. Take the thing with surrogacy nowadays, where like a woman will have a baby for someone else to have a child, and uh, I believe someone proposed that women in vegetative states should be used to... uh, be a repository for other people's children, and that just sounds like some horrible dystopian world. But I digress. This actually sounds like a nice, mutually beneficial relationship. He, he paid for her to come to the country and everything. He gives her a place to stay. He works, she cooks, she cleans. And then she said, I want an education. And he respects her enough that he's like, yes, I will pay for you to have an education. You can do what you want. That just sounds nice, not gonna lie. This doesn't sound bad at all. But I am 100% certain that things are going to get messed up as I read through these stories. One of my uncles, who is Filipino, convinced one of his white co-workers to marry his 28-year-old niece, who was still living in the Philippines at the time. The guy was at least 20 years older than her. The relationship was really rocky the first two years. She hated him, basically, but she stuck with the relationship, got him to go to church, and they were more or less together. About 10 years into the marriage, the guy needed a kidney transplant. Months pass, he can't work anymore, and she's spending all her free time outside of working taking care of him at the hospital while he's waiting for a kidney. I visited one time while she was in the hospital and she broke down telling my other relatives and me how she loved him and she didn't want to lose him. The doctors finally give him, like, less than three months to live if he doesn't get a kidney, and after a month and a half later, he got the kidney, recovered, and went back to work within a year's time. At a family get-together, he bragged to everyone, including me, about how amazing he feels and how much he thought he was dead and that he was blessed to have a new lease on life. Then, a few months later, I get a call from him saying that he's met someone online and he still considers me family. In shock, I tell him I'm busy and then called my aunt, who then explained to me he found a 21-year-old single Filipina mom from Cebu and already filed divorce papers against my uncle's niece, who was almost 40 at the time. I'm weirdly reminded of Captain Hook in the classic The Good Peter Pan by Disney, where he's... Oh, Smee, the way of a man with a maid, taking the best years of her life and then (gasps) casting her aside like an old glove. I went to a college course and one of the other students was a pretty obvious male order bride. She was Thai and the more we got to know her, the more she shared about the relationship. She was late 20s and he was at the lower end of 60. He didn't work, but he received some big work compensation payouts and was apparently quite wealthy because of that. She told us they met online on one of those meet Thai ladies who were just dying to be your girlfriend kind of sites. And after talking for all of two weeks, they agreed to marry. This country is a little bit stricter about those sorts of unions, so there were some hopes they had to jump through, such as he had to go to visit her for for a certain amount of time in Thailand before starting the process. But essentially, they were engaged after a few weeks and married within a few months. 
Well, essentially what one of those stereotypical Asian marriages where the wife was subservient and existed to please their husband. She would tell us he would make her wait till he was done to eat and he would only let her eat ladylike foods like salad. He paid her a monthly salary, which was pretty abysmal, and she had to use that for clothing and other essentials. He also wouldn't let her go anywhere by herself and would drop her off and turn up an hour before classes ended in case we got let out early to drive her home. I remember we had to do a group assessment, and I had given her my phone number, and he forced her to delete it. I'm a female. I think the saddest part was when she asked a bunch of us if we could get birth control pills for her because her husband kept destroying her script slash pills. And you can tell she was absolutely terrified of getting pregnant. The weird thing, though, was that she wasn't terribly bad off in Thailand. Her family was apparently quite wealthy, and she had her own home and stuff over there, but for whatever reason, she didn't want to live there. Personally, I would have ran the second I saw that purple-faced blob of a husband. See, this is the situation I normally expect to come from this, but I'm not going to be surprised when, like, it's the other way around. My dad had one a few years back. He met her online and flew out to get her after a while. She was shut in and was legitimately afraid of me because she thought I was smoking pot. Funny thing was that I had never smoked pot at the time. I was 17. It was a weird dynamic. If I was home, she stayed in her room, unless I'd been in my room for an extended period and she deemed it safe to get food from the kitchen. My room was in the basement, just for clarification. The few times we crossed paths, she would see me, gasp, and then run to her room. My dad never saw this as a problem. He basically catered to her every want and need. Also, I should mention, he was 56 and she was 29. A year later, I moved out. Since then, she has attacked him on two occasions and had him arrested. Eventually, he sent her back or... Maybe she left. I don't know. I no longer speak to my father, so that's the extent of my knowledge. I agree with this, too. That is such a weird dynamic to have with an individual that lives in your home. Man. Like, imagine that. You're walking through the hall. Oh, hey, lady who is presumably banging my parental figure. How are you? Ah! Runs into a freaking room. Although my parents were always too ashamed to admit this to anyone but myself and my sister, my mom was a mail-order bride about 23 to 24 years ago. This was before all of the online companies that do this. So my father had to find my mother in a sort of magazine catalog of Filipino women. He sent her letters and she replied. Over the course of a year, they finally met and my mom moved to my dad's tiny hometown. They got married and they had two daughters together, one being myself. They were both looking for a better life and someone who would treat them better than past partners had. And they both got that. Plus, it turns out they both have the travel bug. So now they're retired, living a nomadic life traveling the globe, and they got more than they've ever hoped for. Sure, I've always known there were some serious cultural differences between my parents that they've never been able to fully reconcile with. My mom, being from a very traditional village in northern Philippines, had a hard time understanding a lot of North American norms and beliefs, and they butt heads over a lot of small things. These cultural clashes have taught me so much, though, and their collective love and travel and culture has inspired me to study anthropology and travel around the globe. I can't imagine having lived in a home where we didn't eat bacon, rice, pancit, and steak, or purple ube birthday cakes on a regular basis. TLDR, my mom was a mail-order bride resulting in a long-term happy marriage between my parents and purple birthday cake for me. Purple birthday cake sounds pretty rad, and I gotta say, out of all the ways you can get a mail-order bride, the fact that this guy had to, like, do it without the use of the internet or something is, in a way, only in a way. 
a little bit respectable. Like the fact that he had to send actual letters and then wait for those letters to be delivered and then wait for a reply back. And I don't know the patience this man must have had. I know a guy who married a Russian gal, supposedly not quite male order, but someone he'd known online for years and spent time with several times over the years. He had learned Russian fairly fluently as well. Her actually gaining citizenship required a number of interviews over something like two to three years to establish legitimacy and so on. During the very last interview where she would have finally been rubber stamped in, she admitted to cheating on him. During the interview, deal over. He withdrew support from her and told her to take a hike. Last he heard she had fled the state before immigration could deport her and now was just another illegal immigrant in the U.S. Strange thing was she had a young kid, not his, that would have definitely been born during the time they were supposedly involved long distance. Sounds like he should have seen this coming. He was definitely heartbroken about the kid, though. Treated him like his own anyway. All she had to do was shut up for just one more hour, let the paperwork get finished, then ditch him and she'd have gotten off completely free and legal. Man, why would she do that? Like, you know, the land of milk and honey is right there before you, Russian lady, and, and you just, like, threw it all away by admitting it. I mean, m- maybe on some level the guilt was there? I don't know. I'm, I'm curious why she, like, gave up the ghost. I used to work retail with a Filipino woman who was a mail-order bride. She was a tiny little thing around 35 years old, and her husband was a very large, stocky white man around 50 to 55. I thought it was very weird when she first told me, but when I met him and saw them together, it actually seemed like a nice fit. He was always coming into the store to bring her lunch or to buy her things and pick her up from work on his motor scooter. It was pretty cute watching them ride it together. It seemed like he really enjoyed spoiling her, and when she talked about him, she seemed very much in love with him. It didn't appear that he was particularly wealthy or anything, but he treated her very well and they seemed very happy. Just before I left that shop, she had just became pregnant with their first child. I guess it's one of those things. Who would I be to judge someone for how they meet the woman that they love if they're genuinely happy together? I mean, I think one of the most popular ways to meet women nowadays is Tinder, which is kind of depressing, but I guess that's the way things are with people being less and less sociable nowadays. I have been married to what some might call a mail-order bride for almost a year now, but first let me correct a few common misconceptions about how it works now in the USA at least. First, you can no longer just get a catalog and pick a woman out of it and pay to have her sent to you. 20 plus years ago, maybe, but not anymore. In order for her to get a K-1 fiancé visa, you must have met her in person at least once and provided substantial evidence of a meaningful relationship such as pictures with both of you, email, phone, chat logs, or other documents such as travel records showing you were both in the same place at the same time. You can apply for an exception to this on cultural grounds if both you and her are part of cultures that regularly practice arranged marriages. Second, she still has to go through all of the procedures involved in getting a permanent immigration visa. That means background checks, medical checks, which can usually only be performed at a very short list of places who naturally charge a lot. Tons of documents from both parties and an interview in person at her country's U.S. embassy, or sometimes at a consulate, which might be a really long way for her to go if she doesn't live in her country's capital city. Third, if you meet her through a service legally known as an international marriage broker or IMB designed specifically to match Americans with foreigners looking to marry and immigrate, you have to get a background check done on yourself and that information is then given to her as soon as you start talking. This information includes things such as your criminal record, especially any history of domestic violence, your 
marital and family history, number of previous wives, divorcees, number of children, and personal information, age, full name, legal name, etc. All that said, I went on a tour of Thailand as a combination vacation and to meet some of the women on one of these sites. I was 34 at the time and the next youngest man who was there at the same time as me was 48. And I'm pretty sure all of them, eight others, had been married before at least once. As for the women, some just seemed like they wanted money or free food and drinks. Others seemed like they just found foreigners more attractive but had no interest in leaving their country. And very, very few seemed like they might be honestly interested in me and in moving to America eventually. Most of them I couldn't even have a conversation with since they didn't speak enough English. I consider myself lucky to have found the woman who I ended up marrying since she was both one of the honest ones and she had a university degree in English. I kept in touch with her daily over internet chat and video chat and I flew back to see her three additional times before the fifth and final time when I flew over there with my family and she flew back with us. We had a traditional Thai engagement ceremony while my family was there and we had a small courthouse wedding a month after we got back to America. Our first anniversary is next month and right now she's going to an American community college to try for an associate's degree here while cooking me delicious Thai food all the time. So I'd say it's going great so far. We've had a few arguments and fights, like I assume most newlywed married couples do, especially ones that didn't live together before marriage. But I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. See, that's the interesting part about reading all these Reddit stories and everything. It's interesting to learn about these processes. Like, obviously, this has its upsides, its downsides, and whatnot. Um, I guess good for the guy. He's celebrating his first wedding anniversary. Like I said, I'm just a bit mixed on, like, the whole, like, morality of mail-order brides, I guess. But quite a few of these seem to have worked out quite well. My sister's father has a mail-order bride from China. She was a divorcee with a 17-year-old son. I only got to meet her once, but she was really nice and cooked the most amazing food. Last year, my sister's dad finally started taking Chinese language classes as a surprise and found out that her cute nickname for him was Fat American. Don't even ask me the logic of, like, why I pick the voices I do for these stories, because there's no logic to it. I just come out with one and then I dedicate myself to it. It's pretty much just for the sake of variation. My uncle is married to a wonderful Filipina mail-order bride. He's a socially awkward Aspie. She's warm, gregarious, and funny. They've been together probably 18 years and have a great, well-adjusted kid. As a teen, I thought it was such a weird relationship. I imagined for her that it was very shallow and lacking in fulfillment. Now I can see that they both get a better life. Her financial situation improved as well as that of her family back home. She has a beautiful child and she married into a pretty nice family. For my uncle's part, he has a wife and daughter who care about him and help him navigate the world. I adore her mostly because she was good to my grandmother, uncle's mom, and she visited her all the time. Called her mom, made sure her daughter, she's my cousin even though she's younger than my own kids, had a solid relationship with grandma. All in all, I think my uncle seriously lucked out meeting such a great bride. To be perfectly frank, there have been too many positive ones that I'm not even thinking about the main topic right now. I'm honing in on the, they were my cousin even though they're younger than my own kids. So, does anyone remember Johnny Capahara? And there, it was like two movies about a Hawaiian guy who moves to like Aspen or something. It's somewhere with snow and all that and he learns to snowboard rather than surf. But then in the sequel film, he goes back to Hawaii, I think, and he meets up with his grandfather who's had like an illegitimate child with someone. So, that makes this young boy Johnny Capahara's uncle and he like holds over and like, I'm your uncle uncle you should listen to me even though he's like 10 years old and johnny is like 17 or some crap i don't know that's all i'm thinking about right now 
I used to play magic at a game store where the owner often went to Thailand to star in Shemale Smut. He was very open about it and would tell you about it and show you the DVDs if you asked. Anyway, on one of his trips, he decided to bring home a bride. She was a very nice younger woman. They lived in his store. He converted the back room of his comic store into a studio apartment, and she basically stayed in that back room all the time. He would occasionally yell at her to make him food, and that was generally the only time we would see her. She stayed with him just long enough to get citizenship and then bailed on him. Ungrateful wed. No, that's good for her, to be honest. This guy sounds like a pig. What I'm more curious about is if he had a penchant for, you know, the best of both worlds, I guess you could put it. Well, what was she packing? My neighbor growing up had a mail-order bride from either Russia or Ukraine. They had a son, and he was a butthole. We had a bonfire one night, and he decided to surprise me and everyone else around by throwing batteries into the fire. Messed everything up. Came home from a half day at school one day to see cop cars in front of the house. Turns out that the father was beating the wife and graping minus the G, the son. That's why he was always kind of messed up. I was waiting for a messed up one like that. Am I happy that I found it? Not particularly. Hmm. Hope that guy's rotting in jail. Okay, this gets a little crazy. Everybody knew my neighbor was gay. It was a fact and never questioned. Let's call him Terry. Terry was about 45 and lived alone in his inherited mother's house. That was four doors down from us. He kept himself to himself and seemed pleasant. One day, we were surprised to see a Taiwanese woman about half his age had moved in. Let's call her June. June didn't speak much English and loved gardening. Over the next few months, our neighbor's house was slowly transformed into a botanical garden with a small fountain, new fences, and the start of a new driveway. One day, out of the blue, I heard a loud bang at my mother's front door. I was about 17 at the time, visiting from college. I opened the door to find June stood on the pavement, throwing poo at my mother's windows. Yes, actual poo. I shouted at her, What are you doing, madam? To which she ignored me and stormed back to her house. Now, this was back in early 2003, so after telling my mother what had happened, we took the good old British route of cleaning it up and not causing trouble. The pool was hard and not an issue to remove from the window frames, front lawn, and fence. We thought that was it and laughed it off. Big mistake. The next time I visited my mother, I noticed that there was more poo on my mother's front lawn and the lawn of our elderly next-door neighbor. Confused but incensed, I stormed round to Terry's house with my bag still in hand and banged loudly on the front door. Terry answered with a surprised look on his face, shaking. I shouted at him, Tell your wife to stop throwing poo at my mother's house, you weirdo! And marched back home. A few days passed and my mum was pleased to report no issue. My outburst had worked. The next-door neighbors sent me a box of chocolates as a thank you and we celebrated with a barbecue. It was during that barbecue that the neighbor mentioned her cat had gone missing. My mother also had cats, who often roamed for a few days but always came home for dinner. We assured her he would be back and not to worry. A few days pass and we realize one of my mother's cats was also absent. Then two, and three, along with the neighbors. It suddenly dawned on all of us that the poo June was throwing at the house was cat poo from her garden. We have put up flies, etc., but haven't seen the cat since. Meanwhile, Terry and June's new driveway looks lovely. Okay, all circumstantial evidence points to her absolutely abducting or killing those cats, but, uh... Oh, I mean, you can't just, like, make accusations like that. But I have to say, if my dog went missing or something, I have a dog, and, like, I had an inkling that the new neighbor four doors down or something took it, well, I would cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. I know 
know several guys who had mail-order brides. All were military or ex-military. That's why so many mail-order brides were from places where there were U.S. bases, like the Philippines. One guy, ex-Navy, brought over a Filipino wife. He seemed to love her, but she did not adapt well. She would never answer the phone if he was not home, even though he explained it was him calling her. She wouldn't drive his car and a bunch of other things like that. She seemed nice, but was lonely. So he brought over her sister, and things really changed. We used to travel for weeks for work, and one time when we got back, the wife and sister were gone. Killed him, and he never saw it coming. That was years ago, and I never heard what happened. Absolutely not surprised, but... Okay, so I've actually been saving this, so here's the thing. I also know a guy, not technically a male-order bride, but he did have a wife that he brought over from Thailand, and he's actually done this a few times. I think he's gone through, like, three different women, and he's a nice guy. He's actually just had some unfortunate luck, or I believe one left him. One died, sadly, and, uh, and currently he's very happy with another woman. Anyway, I'm in my late teens, and I'm going to work with him because uh, the guy I usually worked with wasn't available. So uh, he picks me up from my house, and uh, I'm like, hey, why do you have this uh, little Buddha statue on your dashboard? Are you, like, Buddhist? He's like, oh, no, my wife, she's Taiwanese, and she is Buddhist. And I look at him, and I say, oh, so does she not believe in, like, physical or worldly possessions or anything like that? Is she very spiritual and stuff? And he, like, stops for a minute and looks off while he's, like, you know, like, staring down the road as he's driving and everything. He turns to me for a quick second and goes, yeah. She's not Buddhist. He knows this because she is a really hard gambler and apparently quite the money grubber, but uh, that was long ago. And again, I'll say this, no foul play in his life or relationships or anything. He's very happy now, which I am glad he is because he's a nice guy.